This is Bringing the Pain. In case you've forgotten, my name is Cyrus Wayne, and I am coming to you right here, as always, in the studios of Radio Fairfax. You can find me on social media, online, on Twitter, and on Instagram at Cy underscore T-H-A great. Once again, that's C-Y underscore T-H-A great. And let me tell you, I had a fascinating weekend. First of all, um, you know, it, was a memor- it was Memorial Day weekend. Uh, thank you for all of those in uniform who who paid the ultimate sacrifice. Uh, so folks like myself, uh, I am able to do what I am able to do. Uh, and of, of course, even though Veterans Day is later on, a lot of people get the two confused. Uh, but to all the veterans, men and women who are currently serving now, who have served previously, and to those who will serve later on, thank you, thank you, thank you. Now, let me tell you something. I am going to, I, I'm going to promise, going to try to promise, I'm going to make this entire show without doing anything that involves the NBA Finals, except what I'm doing right now. I'm just letting you know. So if you're tuning in, expecting NBA Finals talk, a Finals breakdown, uh, it ain't happening today because I told you, I had uh, Brandon on like several weeks ago, we told you how this was all going to shake down. It was going to be said, it was going to be, Cleveland, it was going to be Golden State. It's going to be the uh, the what the rubber match, the tiebreaker. And as I said, I hate to admit it, I am a LeBron guy, but Golden State is going to win. I'm not going to give you a breakdown, but that's the way it is. There we go. I've covered my obligation. That's all I'm going to say. And oh, there is absolutely no way I am going to sit here today or anytime soon if I have anything to do with it to even try to have this LeBron James, Michael Jordan debate. See, this is how you know traditional sports media has run out of topics. This is something they've been talking about for weeks, and we're not even into the NBA Finals. when It's for weeks that they've been uh, talking MJ versus LeBron. I am not going to do that because it's just a waste of time. And I'm pretty sure at some point later on down the road, I'm going to be corralled into this discussion. So I'm going to save all that stuff for much later. You have to stay tuned to find out when, because at this point, even I do not know when that will be. Okay, so got that out the way. Now, I've made I'm not I'm not a old I'm not an old guy, not old at all, but I've made an observation, which I'm not going to come out here and say that I am so observant of the world around me, that I am light years ahead of everybody in this regard, that I know everything or that I see everything. Because most of you, if you sit down and think about this, have made this observation as well. You have seen it. You know it to be true. And you've heard numerous people more than likely make this observation, and that is this. We love to build up people only to tear them down a lot later. I mean, that's the reason we build build people up. 
people are people, right? We're all humans. Uh, We come from wherever it is you believe we come from. And we have faults, right? We, We have things that we do well. We have things that we do not do well. However, because some of us are more talented than the rest, for whatever reason, they get vaulted up to this ridiculous strata among us mere mortals, above us mere mortals, should I say, where because of their talent and some type of, like, whether it's an intelligence, whether it is a physical gift, all of a sudden we hold them to some ridiculously high moral standard, even though what they do has nothing to do with morals. And we build them up. We make, the, we make them, for their talent, larger than life. Uh, we like, like shower them with love and affection, and we follow them wherever they go. We only do this. So when they crash and burn, we are there with our, like, ju- pointing our very judgmental fingers Waving them, saying shame, shame, shame. That is what we have done with Tiger Woods. So if you were under a rock over this past weekend, uh, you're eating too much barbecue or whatever it is that you do on Memorial Day weekend. If you had to work Memorial Day weekend, I am so sorry. I am not about that life. But if you did have to work or you're under a rock, you didn't know, uh, Tiger Woods was arrested for a DUI over the over this past weekend, oh, Monday, as a matter of fact. And some of the reports that, that have come out, the pre uh, the preliminary reports, uh, weren't great. And turns out a lot of them were wrong. But before we get in, before I get into that, I just it's weird. Like if you look at Tiger Woods' career arc. Right. From the time that he burst on the scene in 1997, right, young, youthful, exuberant, just changed the way what was changed the way that we looked at the game, changed the way a lot of us consumed the game, changed like how a golfers approach the game. Remember, it wasn't until Tiger Woods came along where golfers started to actually weightlift in order to train to golf. Because golf wasn't really a strength sport; it was more flexibility. Yeah, there was some, there was some, there was core strength involved, but it's more based on flexibility, hip rotation, back, so on and so forth. But for the longest time, he was on top of the golf world, the two levels no one had seen before, only because of how accessible golf had become. And of course, he was a minority, and so it brought any minority who before then did not care about golf at all. It brought them into the sport. He was on top of the golf and and for a while on top of the entire sports world. Consider this. From August 1999 to October 2010, he was ranked number one for 545 weeks. He had a video game franchise named for him. Yeah, Tiger Woods, PGA Pro Golf. Yes, I, I, I played for those games. Those were fun before I played golf for real, before I was terrible at golf for real. Just on top of the world. He had this squeaky clean family image. It, it, it was wonderful. Like he, was the one, he was the one guy that you thought you could look, look up to, you could point to and say that's supposed to be an example of what a professional athlete is. Everything. Until November 27th, 2009. For then everything changed. And 
it's weird. I remember, and this is going to really, this colors how I see this entire situation. I remember I was at uh, my aunt and uncle's house uh, during the weekend where someone had mentioned before, like when everything was preliminary, before we really knew what was going on, someone had just like blurted out, Tiger Woods has been in a car accident. Like, because at the time, that's all we knew. We didn't know his wife was chasing him out, out of the house swinging a club. We didn't know all that. We just knew he was in a car accident. And I tell you, the literally, one person, the first thing that came out of their mouth wasn't, oh, I, I hope he's okay. Uh, I hope all is well. None of that. It's, oh, he's rich. He'll be fine. And I've discussed this before with with, with y'all before with y'all before. I just don't understand how, for whatever reason. Someone, if if you understand psychology, understand sociology, please help like, help me understand that the moment we introduce a, a, a sum of money to an equation that dehumanizes somebody. Again, this is before we knew of the the infidelities and all the the phone the, the phone everything. This is just the car accident. Someone said he's rich. He'll be fine. And really, that's how we look at it. Not just him, but any uh, high-profile athlete, celebrity. Uh, I, I can't even go politician because really, in some cases, we're more sympathetic to politicians than we are our athletes, our entertainers. It, it's, it's weird. So from then on, like, that's what everything came out with uh, his infidelity uh, everything. It, America demanded an apology, and they got it. And it was awkward as I don't know what. What was a personal matter between him, his family, and his wife somehow became public for everybody. Everybody got that apology, and nobody knew what to do with it. And from then on, it, it's been it's downhill since then. He's fought injuries, and he had the uh, relationship with Lindsey Vaughn. Just has not been good. And all of a sudden, it culminates to what happened on on Monday, where the initial reports was that he was pulled over for DUI, was arrested for DUI, and took one of the ugliest mugshots anyone can remember. And so the first reaction was everyone was saying, oh, well, why was he drinking and driving? Like, he, uh, if, I, if I had his money, I would have a driver 24-7, yada, yada, yada. And the, report, the, the initial reports for the police were, oh, he smelled alcohol on his breath. And so on and so forth. It just looked bad. Then Tuesday happened. Then the official police report was released. And we found out, oh, wait a minute. He blew a 0.00 on his breathalyzer. He wasn't drinking. His, the statement that was put out was, you know, he had mixed the wrong uh, prescription pills. That, that, was the, that was the explanation. Nobody believed it. And then, the, again, the, talk, the breathalyzer result came out and goes, whoa. I guess he was right. Now, I, I want to say this. I, I don't want what I'm going to say to be misconstrued. Okay? Now, I understand DUI is a DUI. It is dangerous. Trust me, I know. I don't want to hear anything about me minimizing or diminishing the like his actions. But I look at, at a DUI from a prescription pill standpoint. Yes, even though it's as dangerous or even more dangerous than a DUI involving alcohol, I look at it a little bit differently. Because, yes, both of them do imply poor judgment. Alcohol 
going to a bar, drinking, and then get making the decision to get in the car and drive home or anywhere, I look at that as worse than taking bad pills. Because with any prescription medication, sometimes you have adverse reactions, sometimes you don't. Uh, again, now, how there's a whole lot that needs to be clear to the situation. But I'm just letting you know how, how I see it. Now, yes, it's still like what he did was still bad, but I will give him a little bit of leeway because it's not alcohol related. Now, poor judgment, yes, absolutely, and he needs to be held like held accountable. But I'm more now willing to see what was going on, where he was going, where he was coming from, before I rain down like my wrath of disappointment. The rest of you ain't waiting that long. Oh my goodness, this it, this is absolutely insane. The reactions that I'm seeing are people are taking delight in the fact that this is happening to him, even though he has done nothing to them except shatter a well, perhaps shatter a shatter an image. Of wholesomeness that you can point to. Like that's all he's done to you. He's done nothing to you. He didn't cheat on you. He didn't do it. He didn't abuse you. He, he had a situation and you are just taking upon yourself to just just delight just delight in what, what has been happening to him over the past several years. It is it is nuts. For again, for someone who's done absolutely nothing to you. And yeah, I understand some of you don't like him. Uh, why I'm not, again, he's done nothing to you because I I, I just mentioned you feel betrayed. That's why. Uh, if to you, this is your, your, like your way or like the, the way you're processing it is he's getting what's coming to him. He's getting his com- comeuppance. How dare he think he better than us? he's better than the rest of us? How dare he? All this karma. You see, you put it, you put out, you get in what you put out in the universe. Or whatever divine intervention, whatever you want to chalk it up to, this is how you're talking. This is how you're doing it, and the headlines and how everyone's talking about it is wow, like the fall from grace of Tiger Woods, the fall from grace of Tiger Woods, and how like this is just the latest incident. Now, I so when you talk about the fall of Tiger Woods. Uh, here's what they're referring to. They're referring to, of course, the, the, the affairs, the, the, the events of November 27, 2009. Uh, they're referring to his numerous, the numerous injuries, the injuries he's had since then, mostly involving his back, the several back surgeries that he's had. And every time he's tried to return to competitive tournaments, he's had to withdraw due to like whether it's his back or his knee. And that has lit the discussion of perhaps he was indeed on performance enhancing drugs, which has not been proven, but that is a belief in the golf community that he was on performance enhancing drugs and that this is body breaking down. So this is to those who were already in that camp. This is just confirmation bias of, uh, aha, we do it. We do it. And then of course there's DUI from Monday. And here's why I reject this is the fall of Tiger Woods because all three of these incidents are not at all related. We're making them related in our mind because of the of our preconceived biases against him for most of you. 
These are three separate incidences. Could happen to anyone. Yes, anyone. But for whatever reason, you want to attack him. Now, the way the way the ways I say it's not a fall because unlike the pro the careers of other pro athletes who are in say baseball, basketball, football, or any of the major sports that we think of, golfers can last quite a while. I mean, Tiger Woods is forty-one years old. Yes, he's he's only forty-one. And golf, he can still play realistically for maybe what fifteen more years. Does it look good right now? No, it has nothing to do with the DUI. I mean, how many how many players in in any of the sports? have had a DUI, and now everyone's like, oh, what, he did? Yes. So th- th- this, he, he, look here, everything's going to be fine. Now, there is, of course, speculation, because these do involve opi- like opioid painkillers, that there may be a hint of addiction involved. He was uh, not resp- not uh, too coherent when he was communicating with the officers at the scene, fell asleep behind the wheel. Again, I'm not condoning anything. I know it's bad. I'm telling you it's bad. He does help be held accountable. But there is more than ample opportunity for him to recover. Even though some of you do not want him to for whatever reason. And really, I'm just going to be straight with you. If you're holding it against him because he went against his family, friendly image that you've been in your, in your mind, uh, that's your fault. Uh, really, that is absolutely your fault. How many times have we had public figures that we've held to such high esteem end up doing something that that we go, whoa, whoa, why do they do that? that? That's not wrong. That's not right. Yada, 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 so on and so forth. So the, the, the fact that even then you, you, you fell for it, that, that says more on you. And if you delight, if you are delighting in his absolute fall, that is on you. That really says more about you. Me, j- just like it, this happened to anybody, I, I, I want, I, I wish them the best. Now, of course, there are exceptions for, at, like, you know, people who harm, who physically harm others. Yes, there is. I do draw that distinction. But again, there was an issue. There was an issue between himself and his wife. I have absolutely nothing to do with it. So I don't really wish him harm. Again. This is the opposite of most of you. Coming up after this break, at twi- some of y'all on Twitter be flipping out, especially one writer out of Denver. Bring the pain, Cyrus Wayne, back after this. Welcome back to Bring the Pain. This is Cyrus Wayne. You can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at CY underscore THA great. Speaking of social media, again, uh, it strikes back. You, you got to be careful when you're on, when on, so, on social media. Just because you're entitled to your opinion doesn't mean people have to like it. And just because you have your opinion and people don't have to like it, and you, we have, yes, the First Amendment, which means you can say whatever you want to, doesn't mean you are free from repercussions. So, for those of you who weren't aware, the Indianapolis 500 was held over the weekend. Uh, Japanese driver Takuma Sato came away with the checkered flag in the victory, and which is a very big deal. Indianapolis 500, even if you are not familiar with auto racing, you know that's one of the biggest races in auto racing. Everybody knows that. 
So this is a big deal for him, his family, so on and so forth. Um, however, one writer for the Denver Post, Terry Frey, was not feeling his victory. Again, uh, uh, Takuma is Japanese. Terry Fay uh, went on uh, Twitter to say this, uh, quote, nothing specifically personal, but I am very uncomfortable with a Japanese driver winning the Indianapolis 500 during Memorial Day weekend, end quote. Yes, he he said that. Now, he goes on, he goes on to say, well, he... That he felt this way because his father served in World War II. Now, I should not have. I should not have to tell you what's wrong with this tweet. I should not. So let me get this straight. So be. So he is basically putting on, the like the, the acts of a people from generations ago, onto one person just because of his ethnicity. He's saying, hey, because this event happened, what is it now? 76 years ago, with the Japanese uh, surprise attack at Pearl Harbor, that every Japanese person is carrying that burden for that. Really. And he says, oh, it be only, it's only because it's Memorial Day weekend that, you know, uh, I, I don't feel comfortable with this. Dude, are, are you... There are a few times I don't have words, and what what's worse is, as you can imagine, there are people out there defending it, defending his sentiment, saying hey, that's how he feels. Blah, blah blah. Oh, he's not being a racist. Oh, really? He's not. Do you even know what that? So, to say that what one Japanese guy. Basically carries the flag for the Japanese people from 76 years ago who attacked Pearl Harbor. You're lumping them together. Lumping them together because, again, he's Japanese, they're Japanese. It all counts the same. But we can't have it on Memorial Day just because he's Japanese. Not the fact they're holding a race over the weekend, but because the winner of the race is Japanese. Ah, It makes me uncomfortable. We We can't have this happen. That's not racist? I, I question your ability to understand anything. I really do. If that's how, if that, if you, if you're going to come at me with that, I really question your ability to comprehend anything to do. Take the temperature of the room. Are you, are, I, I don't have any words and neither did his employee, the Denver post. Uh, he was fired uh, the next day. He was fired. He was fired on Monday. And after, like, of course, after, you know, the, you know, the Twitter folks got on him, he apologized in one of those not so sincere apologies. He just simply tweeted out, I apologize, but still stood behind his original tweet. Uh, you, you know, it's you you think that we're we're, we're in 2017. There, there, there are certain things you would you would figure out that we as a people, no, no matter what your background is, you know the do's and don'ts, right? You know what you can do, you know what you can't do, so on and so forth. Apparently, that is not the case. And again, my issue it is with him believing, is saying this, 
but it's also with those who are so quick to jump to his defense that have me worried. And if you are jumping to his defense, get out of here. We don't need you. Get out of here. Get out of here. We do not need you. Go away. That's that's all I got to say. So uh, it's I don't really wish for people to be fired. I don't I don't like the idea of rooting for someone to lose their livelihood. But when you do something so, so egregious, so tone deaf, where. Dude, again, I, I have no words. None at all. And if I really have to go further and explain this, I I, I got I got I got none for you. Uh, the, the show the show ain't for you if if I have to really explain it any further the, the show ain't for you I'm not for you and it really no decent human being is for you coming up after this break baseball we're talking about it but not for the reasons they probably want to or maybe it is break the pain Cyrus Wayne back after this break Welcome back to Bring the Pain. This is Cyrus Swain, once again coming to you from Radio Fairfax. The number is 703-560-8255. Once again, that is 703-560-8255. You cannot reach me at that number. However, you can reach me on social media, on Twitter, and on Instagram at Cy underscore the great. That is C-Y underscore T-H-A great. Now, I rail on baseball a lot, okay? I I used I I loved it as a kid. My my two favorite players, Bonds, Griffey. You listen to the show at all? I talk about it as soon as they retired. I lost interest, and it's the little things that, as I get older, make little sense, right? Uh, we talk. I talk especially these unwritten rules, right? You can't do this. You can't uh, be bigger than the game. You can't show up the other team. Yada yada yada. All this stuff, which makes no sense, it's cloaked in what they call tradition and old-timery and all this stuff, again, makes absolutely no sense now. So, the Nationals played the Giants on Monday, and this matchup happened between Hunter Strickland and Bryce Harper. So, Hunter Strickland threw a 96-mile-an-hour fastball like right at the hip of Bryce Harper. Uh, apparently, uh, in retaliation, for, forget this, get get this, he, he hit him with the pitch. In retaliation for two home runs that Bryce had hit off a heart, hit off a hunter, three years ago in the National League Division Divisional Series, that was the last time these two batters, these two uh, guys faced each other, p- pitcher and hitter, three years ago, which Bryce Harper took him yard, it was Bryce Harper took Hunter Strickland yard. Twice, three years ago, he didn't do anything. He didn't like flip a bat like like Jose Bautista. Didn't you know trot around the bases? Nothing. Just, just flat out beat him twice, badly. And Hunter apparently took offense. Took offense to that he felt some kind of way, some kind of way, like enough a kind of way to hold on to that for three years. So Harper gets plugged and. Of course, and completely understandably, what was not happy about it, runs to the, just starts charging to the mound, takes off his helmet, looks like he's throwing, like going to throw the helmet at him, but the helmet, like he either he's bad at throwing the helmet, or it just slipped out of his hands. Who knows what happens? And then they start to fight. Now, 
this is, yes, a baseball fight, which is not really a fight, but it is one of the more legitimate baseball fights we've had in a while. I think this is the most real fight we've had since Jose Batista and uh, Odor. Uh, the like you you know you know the whole thing that they had back and forth with Jose the bat, uh, the bat flip yada 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 that that's this is the most this is the most legit fight we had I I think uh, Bryce landed a punch or uh, an open hand slap uh, something Hunter got into maybe may have gotten in a jab and then of course the other guys like start fault like starts to come in and no they don't start punching they start pulling each other off doing the whole baseball thing. Where everyone just you know looks tough, starts start pulling each other off, and it it, beco- it becomes it becomes a thing. Well, it not really a thing. It, it's just it's just in there. It's very awkward. It's very weird. So now, I hate this. This really needs to stop. This really needs to stop. Uh, they're, they're, at this point, there's there's no excuse for this. This isn't the, this is not the 1960s anymore. Okay, this this whole code, uh, this whole way you play the game, um, the, the, the retaliation culture. It's it's ridiculous. Again, it may have worked back in 1963, 1964, but we're in 2017. Okay, really, we're in 2017, and you are throwing. A fastball, a, a, an object, 96 miles an hour at another human being. And we're expecting this human being, in this case, Bryce Harper, to just kind of get over it, take his base, and and be it, be done with it. Uh, someone had um, articulated earlier today, well, if you can't take the pitch, don't, don't play the game. And I, I want to meet whoever this person is because I want to explain to them, you do understand that throwing an object at another human being at 96 miles an hour, literally in every other instance in this world except a baseball game, is considered assault. You, you, do, you do understand that, right? That he just committed assault on Bryce Harper. And because Bryce, it, like anyone else, took offense ran at him and, and tried to hit him tried i think i think a few i think a few punches connected again they're baseball players i give them a little slack because they're baseball players but still and the worst thing is Bryce is going to get suspended for doing what any other normal person would do when assaulted they fight back and Bryce is going to Bryce is going to be Suspended. He's going to be punished. And, and th- this isn't even one of those ridiculous, you know, you slid into our guy, so I'm going to throw it at you. N- not even that. He, Hunter Strickland was just all in his feelings because Bryce Har- Harper embarrassed him two years ago. Oh, by the way, Hunter Strickland with the Giants won that series. I mentioned a f- I mentioned a few weeks ago like, one of the reasons that this none of this makes any bit of sense. She was just last week. I mentioned like the reason why none of this makes any sense is because in any other sport, someone does something like that, you just point up and say scoreboard. If you're mad at Bryce Harper for taking a yard twice, look at the scoreboard. Hey, we're going to the World Series. Hey, we won the World Series. That's my revenge. But you're gonna pluck him three years later? Dog, what's wrong with you? So if Bryce Harper is gonna is gonna go down for this, sorry, not sorry. Hunter Strickland needs to be suspended. 
at least four times as long as Bryce Harper. I, I think the the usual for you know a fight in baseball is anywhere between three to like three to five games. I, I think that's the going rate for fighting suspensions in baseball. Uh, for Hunter, it needs to be fifteen to twenty. Yes, fifteen to twenty to send the message. Look, you can't. We can't be doing this anymore. But let me tell you something. Baseball, they're so set in their ways. So major league baseball is not going to do anything because, well, you know, the code. They're not going to do anything. Not at all. They say they they, they want to curb this behavior. They don't. Because if they really did want to curb this behavior, the punishments for these incidents, because this is not the only time this has happened, this happens quite a bit, would be more, more severe. Because if it was more severe, guess what? None of these things would not. None of these things would be happening as often. Yes, you're still going to have a few incidents because uh, you, you got to have people going to be people. But if you really want to curb it, you need to go out and send a message and send a message strong. And another reason they're not doing it is because really this is the only thing to talk about in Major League Baseball at the end of May. So it, it does keep them in the news cycle, which gives me more reason to believe that they're not going to do anything at all. They're just going to do what they always do. Uh, they slap at him on the wrist, uh, wrist uh, re- release a strongly worded statement, and say like this is, this behavior is unacceptable, and yet take no real corrective action to do it. Now, I I. I it may sound, if you listen to the show uh, consistently, it may sound like I'm I'm contradicting myself because I did say a while back ago I am for players policing themselves. However, I do draw a line at throwing objects at 96 miles an hour or t- taking sharp cleats and trying to jab it into somebody's leg. I, I do draw that line. Now, if, if the guys just want to fight, okay, go go ahead and fight and just be done with it. Again, you're using fists. All right. If that's how you want to solve your problems, hockey, that, that's how they solve it. Just, it's just two guys there. Uh, no like no use of foreign objects, nothing illegal, nothing crazy. There we go. Let, let it done. But so uh, baseball, they, they have a problem on their hands, and they're going to take no, no action to fix it. Now, before I move on, I, I do want to point out if you saw the video, if you saw the video of this fight, uh, it, it's worth looking. Well, the first few seconds of it anyway, before it turns into a stereotypical baseball scrum, is my boy Buster Posey wanted no part of what, no part of what happened. So Buster Posey is the catcher. If you, in case you didn't know, uh, normally the way these things work out is a, a pitcher you know pl- plunks a batter. The, the the catcher immediately stands up and gets the way of the batter to make sure the batter doesn't charge his pitcher. Right, so Bryce Harper, after getting hit, has the look that you would expect. He starts like st- starts charging the mound, and Buster stays right at home plate, just looking at him. Just look at him. Now, you 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 hear this, you say, "Oh my God, that's such a bad teammate." Well, I'll put so. The story is that Buster had an idea. Um, Hunter was going to do it, and he told him not to. Because this wasn't a sanctioned plucking. This wasn't. This didn't come from the dugout saying, "Okay, go after, like, go after this guy because of baseball, because of unwritten rule, yada yada yada." No, he just went completely rogue. 
And so, of course, we, we live we live in uh, that that type of world where it's like much much machismo much much of the time, and where no matter what, you jump in and help your teammate. Now, it's also fair to point out that Buster has is still recovering from a concussion uh, that he sustained last month. So that's probably protecting his his self in that regard. Maybe another reason he, he was out, and also to his ever loving credit. Uh, as the scrum started turning into more of a baseball scrum, he did get he did leave home plate and get closer to it, but he didn't. He, there was no mistaking of him getting involved because there was he was nowhere close to being involved. Now, I, I, I get I get this whole people are mad at him because you're supposed to defend a teammate, um, but I think uh, tech, um, Mark Teixeira had pointed out a, like a player of Buster's um, stature on a team. Sometimes will not like it is again one of these unwritten rules where they stay out of it because you know they could be targeted next, and there we go. Even though uh, Mike Golick on Mike Mike earlier on Tuesday morning said, "Hey, no, as your teammate, you gotta stop and help him." Mm, no, no, not at all. It's just like if you're out and and your boy it decides to start running his mouth to get into a fight with with someone else. I'm sorry if he started it. And he's getting beat. That that's on him. Now, if he's if the other dude's the aggressor, then you 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 jump in to help. But if if, if your dudes pop off the mouth and start doing all this stuff, he's on his own. I'm I'm sorry. I, you call me a bad friend. I don't care. At, at some point, at some point, you you got to be responsible for you. And maybe that was Buster's way of telling Hunter, "Look here, you need to be responsible for you." Coming up after the break, uh, well, the owner of the Giants is an absolute coward. And NHL playoff. Bring the Pain, Cyrus Wayne, back after this short break. Welcome back to Bring the Pain. This is Cyrus Wayne. So, Giants owner John Mara (laughs) has come out to say that the Giants has not considered signing Colin Kaepernick to their roster. Which, of course, you know that's the Vogue thing, right? Not signing Colin Kaepernick, but you know for football reasons, right? Because he's not good. That that's the, that's the narrative. That's what they're trying to say, right? You know he's not good. He's not good for the football team because uh, his talent on the field does not deserve him being signed. Uh, says the like says anyone, especially says a team that has Geno Smith on the roster, who no, who everybody knows is not good. Uh, well, that's. Kind of what everyone, that's the ongoing narrative anyway. However, John Mara came out and said, no, that's not it. The reason why is because he's had a strong emotion, in his words, strong emotional reactions from the Giants fans in regards to Colin Kaepernick. Uh, some fans going as far as saying, uh, if if the Kaepernick signs with the Giants, I'll never go to a Giants game, so on and so forth. He goes on to say, he goes on to say that's just not one or two letters, uh, but a number of fans felt that way. Now, and, and, and he says that, quote, it's an emotional, emotional issue for a lot of people, more so than any other issue I've run into, end quote. So I'm calling him a flat out coward because of this. He's basically scapegoating the fans here. If you're really paying attention, that, that's what he's doing. He's scapegoating the fans. He's saying, look here, we're not signing him because our fans don't won't like him on our team. Not for football reasons, which confirms the suspicion 
that a lot of us with a, a set of eyes and some common sense has figured out for weeks. Ladies and gentlemen, this is what collusion and blackballing looks like. It's when you have an owner of a team putting a voice to, hey, hey, hey it's, it's not because of his football we're not signing him. It's because of all the, the, this other stuff. It's because of his protest. And the, the potential fan backlash of his protest is the reason we're not signing him. Again, which is one of the biggest no-duh statements ever. Now, it, beca- it becomes very hypocritical for him, saying that this is the most uh, emotional issue that he's been involved in and how he wants to stay away from it, uh, knowing that he had Josh Brown, who, who was a kicker, who abused his wife, who the Giants knew abused his wife, and while knowing he abused his wife, so- re-signed him to an extension. And they only cut him loose after that became public knowledge, and it took him two days to do it. So he is making a stand for the fans, like for the fans, how they feel, because it's an emotional issue. However, domestic violence for him and his organization, oh, that, that's fine. Well, that's fine. They, they'll try to make it work. Really? That's how, we're, that's how we're doing the grades here? That's how we're doing the grades is anthem protest, domestic violence. One you'll you'll uh, give the benefit of the doubt to. One you'll fight to keep a guy on. Other, ah, completely toxic. Stay away, stay away. And to, for him to say that the fans were emotional about it, and he, like him, like and him not owning it, just passing it off to the fans, and it clearly him saying more so than any other issue, uh, that goes to imply that not a lot of fans were very vocal or upset about one of their players beating their wives, being abusive toward their spouse. That says a lot about not only his fans, his organization, but John Mara himself as a man. Look here, if you don't want to sign Kyle Kaepernick because of, of the protests or anything else that goes along with it, own it. You're the, you're the owner of the team. Own it. Don't put it off to your fans because guess what? You just made them look bad. We care about a protest more so than a kicker abusing his wife. That's what you're saying. Stanley Cup Finals. Nashville and Pittsburgh. I'm going to be flat out honest. I have no idea about hockey. Don't really watch it. Don't follow it. I tried and I have failed. I do know, however, that Nashville is the worst team in the was statistically speaking, the worst team to go in the playoffs. Like They were the eighth seed in the East and the lowest seed overall in the Stanley Cup, in the Stanley Cup playoffs, they uh, fought their way to the finals, and they have one of the wildest fans in in the entire league. Now you know me; I like people who have fun. I like teams who have fun. They have fans who will go to games. They will, uh, yeah, the t- Titans offensive line will ch- like chug beers to the games. They throw fish. Uh, like, like from the stands onto the rink, like, like during playoffs, it, it is it's a fun atmosphere. It reminds me of a more ruckus um, Oklahoma City as far as a venue, like fans be, just being involved with just being involved with with them. And one of the other reasons I like Nashville because they got PK Subban. I talked about him several weeks ago. Uh, PK Subban, who was traded from Montreal this offseason, one of the bigger trades uh, from what I understand since Wayne Gretzky was traded to Sacramento. 
Yeah, yeah, it was that big deal. Uh, so Montreal uh, called PK Subban a distraction. PK Subban is a is an athlete of my liking because he doesn't take himself he doesn't take himself too, too seriously. He realizes, hey, you know, that, like yes, this is a job, but at the same at the end of the day, this is a game. I am supposed to have fun. So he goes out, he has fun, he like celebrates when he scores goals. He wears his emotion on his sleeve. Um, a few weeks ago, before a, a big game, he was just kind of dancing around to the music. Uh, again, a, a guy for that in the button-up world that is not the National Hockey League and everything that I hate in professional sports is being himself, has personality, has color. <laughs> yeah, I went there. And, and all these things that the, the suits don't like, the stiffs don't like, that means I love it. And the fact that Montreal dealt him away and only to be knocked out in the first round made me just made me happy just that irony calling him a distraction they couldn't do anything once he left i absolutely loved it so uh the game one was earlier uh pittsburgh somehow won despite nashville being better off than pittsburgh for most of the game now i'm not going to break down the standing cup finals because i have no idea what's happening all i know is i told you i'm pulling for nashville because pk suban is there and because they have uh, fans who like chug beers and throw fish on the rink. As a matter of fact, speaking of throwing fish on the rink, in case most of you missed this, so a fan, uh, game one was held in Pittsburgh, and a fan had thrown a catfish, had snuck in a catfish from one of the local markets, snuck it in into his compression shorts, uh, pulled it out at some point, and threw it on the rink. Uh, he was arrested and charged for disorderly conduct disrupting a meeting and possessing instruments of a crime <laughs> man if those are some of the most trumped up charges i've ever heard in my life that for throwing a fish he's being charged for that now even the mayor of nashville is saying come on like bro let, let him go let, let him go by the way this was a nashville fan who um apparently i, I apparently brought the fish from nashville oh man i, I I really question decision making of some of some people out here in our world. I really do. You're gonna carry a fish with you from Nashville to Pittsburgh, sneak it into the arena, just to throw it on the ice, and then for all your troubles, you're, you're getting arrested for all your troubles. Yeah, go go figure, go figure. But anyway, let's go. Uh, well, that, that's it. They're, they're, they're mascots, the Predators. So let's go, Predators. Uh, I'm going to need you to not lose three more times. That would be nice. Like get one from a boy, PK Subban, and for the state of Tennessee. Because God knows there's nothing really in Pennsylvania. Except the dump that is Philly. Anyway, that is it for my show. And look at that. I, I, I made it all without talking about the NBA Finals at all. Yay, go me. Um, definitely as the Finals wrap up, we'll, we'll do more of that. But yeah. Just, just not feeling tonight. Just not feeling tonight. Once again, you can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at cy underscore um, t h a g r e a t. That spells cy underscore the great. In case you were not aware. Anyway, that is it for me this week. I will catch y'all next week. Back better than ever. You know how I do. Bring the pain, Cyrus Wayne. Catch y'all next week. <laughs>